Hello, this is Impact Ed, and I'm H.D. Chambers with Ailey ISD. Uh, today's episode is one of, uh, I always say this, it's extremely important. Every episode I've done, I've said it's extremely important. Uh, but this one is, uh, this is up at the top. And it has to do with the parents of our children, the role they play, not only parenting their child, but also parenting them as a student of our school district. I've been in this, in this role eight years in A-Leaf. And the one thing I can tell you that make there's a lot of things that makes us stand out. But one of the things that makes us stand out is how much effort and attention goes into meaningful preparation to help parents come into our schools and be and help us help them be better parents. And not to imply that we know everything about parenting, but we do know something about education. And if we can somehow help the parent help their child, we all win. Uh, I am joined by three individuals to, today. And I'm honored to have them here. First, we have Miss Chancellor Terry, and she she oversees our family engagement program. It's called Fame. I'll let her talk about that in one second. Uh, we have, for those that don't know this, we have what we call you know family engagement liaisons at our campuses. Every campus has one, and Best Elementary probably has one of the more dynamic ones. And uh, Mr. Isaac Agia, appreciate him, and you'll you'll get to you'll learn to appreciate Isaac here in a few seconds. And last but not least. Uh, we have a parent, a parent of a seven-year-old from Petrosky Elementary, Bridget Ojaga. And and Bridget, I'm glad I got your last name correctly. <laughs> so, folks, thank you guys for being here. Thank you for what you do. But I'm going to ask, if you don't mind, Chancellor, just to start real quick with an overview of fame and what it is and what we're attempting to do. And then we're just going to have a discussion about what it's like at the campus level and what it's like as a parent. All right? Well, thank you for having us. And definitely we're happy to share, you know, about uh, six years ago, we began to really look at family and community engagement. We were very grateful for our superintendent and our school board who said, you know, we want to invest. We want to really put our money where our mouth is in regards to the importance of family engagement. And so with that, we began to research different models that were truly valuable and impactful. And so we began to look at a model called the dual capacity model through the U.S. Department of Education, um, designed by Dr. Karen Mapp, Joyce Epstein, and others. And so with that um, dual capacity model, we really began to develop our model for family and community engagement. And it really stands on four legs, um, that our families feel welcomed. We want every family member to feel welcome, no matter what building they're walking into. Um, We believe in welcoming everyone into our schools because it is a true partnership. Um, Also, we want our families to be informed, not just about how their children are doing, but also what's occurring on the campuses and throughout the school district. Next, we want our families to be um, equipped through our family centers that you mentioned. Yes, we do have one on every campus. And through our family centers, and I'm sure Bridget can attest to this, we offer free courses, whether it's learning how to speak English, help with getting citizenship, parenting classes, connecting home to school. So placing tools, practical tools in the hands of our families in regards to how to help their children at home and make that connection. And also equipping our families through the different programs that all of our campuses offer in the evenings and during the day. And then last, which I feel is the most important, is that we want our families to be engaged. You know, involvement is is nice. We think it's awesome that our parents show up. But we also want to invite them to the table. You know, there's a difference between courting someone and dating someone. You know, you're dating someone. Ah, you may know their name. You know, you may know a little bit about them. But when you get on your knee and you say, hey, 
I want to be engaged to you. It's the same thing when it comes to family engagement, and that is you shift from involved to engaged. It's a greater, there's a greater commitment. And so then you begin to have those conversations of how do we do education together as true partners? How do we help you help us? Uh, Both ways. It's a two-way street when it comes to family engagement. So that means looking at how do you as a family member then become involved on the different councils. We have on every campus what's called a FAME committee that is strictly focused on family engagement on the campus level. And then on the district level, we have what's called the FACE Advisory Council, um, where we invite families, community members, staff to say, how do we move family engagement forward? Because again, schools cannot do it alone. We have to have the true partnership of families. And so that's kind of the basis of how we began our journey. And we call it FAME, Families Actively and Meaningfully Engaged. And that's our destination. We want to get there. Um, And we've definitely seen the progress over the past few years. One of the worst mistakes I've ever made as a superintendent was my first year here. When I got here in 2011, we had a budget crisis. State of Texas had a budget crisis. We were going through all the things we could cut to try to save money. (laughs) And I, uh, I actually cut some of the family engagement liaisons. Some we, won't, we won't talk about yeah, that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, no. I'm, I'm trying <laughs> to. I've heard about this. I'm, tr- I'm trying to own it right now just to get it out of the way, get it off on, on the record. It was a poor decision. And uh, the, the very next year, we obviously brought it back and redefined it and quite bluntly hired Chancellor to, to oversee it and give it some attention. So, yes, it's continuing. It's grown. It's continuing to grow. And, and I'm grateful for that. Isaac, you're on a campus. You're one of the liaisons. And. You've been doing it a few years. Talk about just your perspective. You know, uh, uh, Mr. Chambers, this is my third year in in this kind of environment. And uh, when I got here and interviewed with Miss Terry, um, she let me know what the challenge was. Um, she let me know uh, not not just for the school, but for the position. And, and it was something that I didn't have that much experience with. But I knew that I wanted to be put somewhere in a district where I can use my abilities to help others in some form of way, and I felt like I got the best position in the district. But when I got to the, to the, to the school, I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> I remember going from the first day, and they gave me the keys, and I walked in. I'm like, what did you get yourself into, Isaac? You know, yeah. talking your way into stuff again. <laughs> um, but I, I, since then, I think it's, like, you know, I'm going to reiterate how much I love um, this job and how much of a passion I have for it because we're equipped with with great tools and and we learn so much about the goal of family engagement and our role as a liaison uh, what we do with the parents is, is rewarding for me uh, every day every class every person that walks in that door is rewarding for me um, and I love it I love it I love the challenges that that were put ahead of me and I feel like there's a lot more challenges still ahead and and that's really connecting that final piece of education and home and family, uh, and I think we have a long way to go. Do you find the families, at least on your in your campus's community, do you find them looking for this type of help? Uh, I think in every community, there, there's definitely parents who who want that help, whether or not they have the time, or or the energy, or um, the, vein, the the path to get there. It's really it's really difficult to to gauge that. Um, in in my in my area, um, a lot of parents are working. Yeah. A lot of parents are working. Um, the ones who come to the day, uh, they take advantage. They take full advantage, but you can tell a lot of the parents are working two time, two jobs uh, throughout the day or, or multiple 
uh, jobs. So so it's really hard for them to find or be informed enough to know there's other opportunities for them to be able to connect that that or engage their, right. their child's education. Bridget, you're a parent. Yep. Maybe I should be asking you that question <laughs> about you've got a seven-year-old. I guess what lured you to get involved in the family center and then kind of what's your takeaways so far from, from your involvement? Oh, well, first of all, I want to say thank you to Ms. Um, uh, Derry. You gave us an opportunity to go somewhere and then go learn about something. I want to say thank you to Isaac because I know your job is not easy. So, well, thank you. And to Mr. Chambers, thank you for having us here to talk about parenting, mm-hmm. or just to talk about everything we do in the parenting center. This is my second year with Petrosky. Mm-hmm. And then one day she came from school and then she brought a fly. It was from uh, it was for nutrition classes. Mm-hmm. So when I say, I'm like, oh, maybe they're going to teach us how to cook healthy. Okay, let me go. <laughs> so I started going every week. I started going, and then I saw what they were doing in the family center. I saw the programs they had in the family center. And then one day I was like, oh, my God, what am I doing watching TV? Let me go. Yeah. So from that day to this day, I've been going there every day. I know some some teachers say, like, oh, she's here again, she's here again, she's here again. But it's so rewarding to go there. Mm-hmm. It's so rewarding to go there to go learn something that will help me with my child, with myself, and with my family. It's really, really rewarding going there every day to go learn something. What has been the, the takeaway? What have you learned about the school? One of the things I mentioned to you guys before we started recording was trying to overcome or trying to help overcome fear, particularly people who are either non-English speakers or are not accustomed to the public education system in our in our district, much less our state or our country. What was your what what's been your the the value that you've found the most valuable? What's the thing that you found the most valuable? That I'm able to communicate better with my child. Good. Which is the point of all of this. Yeah. Have you found that that's it's been helpful for you to understand what what's happening to your child in the classroom? Oh and, yeah. Oh yeah. Like when we came here for parenting partner, we learned a lot about how to talk to your child how to go from 100 down to zero. Yep. Not from zero to 100, from 100. It's helped me a lot with my child, with her schoolwork, mm-hmm. and just a regular behavior. Someday she comes and says, oh, mommy, this person told me this. I'm like, okay, what did you do? Tell me what you did first for this person to say, oh, you did this or you did that. Mm-hmm. So the communication alone that I use with my child is really helped me a lot from the parenting center. That's good to hear. I know Chancellor's happy to hear that. Yeah, yeah. This is my <laughs> dessert right now. This is great. No, so, it's it's always great to hear that our parents are, are, are getting so much positive information and, and benefits from these parenting partners classes, active parenting classes, because I've said it before that they're, they're my favorite classes to, to take part of in the Family Center because you get more out of it. We, I love to teach the English classes, the nutrition classes, GED classes is one of my favorite ones too, but the, the, the ones that the parents get to reflect on themselves, on uh, um, their relationship with the school, their relationship right. with their child, um, their family at home, it's, it's so important to me for them to understand 
how to find other options that they may benefit themselves if they're able just to have a different perspective of, yeah, how, yeah. of how they can communicate. And it's free. So. It's yeah. free. <laughs> exactly. I love the parenting partners um, that she mentioned that Bridget was talking about. It allows our families to really come in and they take a seven-week course, like she said, it is free, and learn about how to communicate with their child, how to partner with the school. Um, and a lot of things, you know, when kids are born, no one's given a handbook. You yeah. know, we just go off of what we know and what we've known. And sometimes the way we were raised may not, not that parents didn't do a great job, but some things we want to do better than our families did or our parents did before. And so through the Parenting Partners class, they learn those different things. And what's so cool and unique, like Bridget, next year, Bridget will be teaching the course, you know, so then you have parents teaching other parents. So we find those strong leaders, pull them out, they go through a two-day training, and then they themselves co-lead with the liaison and teach out. Because a lot of times when you think of uh, family engagement, a lot of times there's a fear in being able to understand the wealth that a lot of families have in them. You know, and sometimes one of the big goals that we have in the end is that all of our educators understand the wealth that our families have in regards to knowledge. And they themselves as parents understand that wealth of knowledge that they have, building that confidence so that then they can then be the first teacher in their homes. Um, You know, we really challenge. A lot of times you'll get that math and science. And I know me, I have a child in high school and he'll bring home math. And I'm like, I uh, let's yeah. pray because I really can't help you <laughs> with this math. <laughs> but there are four things that we challenge our families to do. You can eat with your child. You can play move with your child. You can read with your child, mm-hmm. which is so huge right now. Yep. And then you can also talk not to but with your child. So we really focus on those four things, really pushing that and, and encouraging our families. Try these four things. That research shows if you do any of these four things, it truly is going to help your child succeed. And with that one, coming to the family center alone gave me my courage back. Like the yeah. confidence I have, I just got it back. I used to be lying down on my on my bed watching TV, just watching t- like almost going into depression, like just staying home, not doing nothing. I mean, me coming to the family center, just go, I just get there. I started talking to people. Yeah. That's something I never do. I started talking to people, talk to people, even tell them, oh, you have to come to the family center. This place is circle. Like, you, they will tell you, oh, Bridget is the one that made me came. Oh, she's been bagging me. She made me. But y'all came, but y'all love it. They do love it. So I'm just, okay. <laughs> it gave me my confidence back. So it's really, really, thank you. Yeah, I've watched that. When we first started, we had 27% of our families engaging in the schools. And just last year, we were at 71% of our families engaging in the schools within a five-year period. So you see that our families do feel more welcomed in the schools. They they know how to engage. It's not that we weren't welcoming before. Maybe we did a better job at saying, hey, we're promoting it more. Come in. These are the things that are valuable to you. I feel like we began to ask the right questions and then really give them what they truly wanted. Always think about uh, this one thing where, you know, you keep serving liver and you're serving liver and you're like, I don't understand. Why aren't the families eating the liver? Well, they're vegetarians, so they don't want liver, you know. So really thinking about um, a collaborative effort of asking what do you want and making sure that we serve it to them and giving them a chance to answer that question. How can we better serve you and give you what you need? And in A-Leaf, I know we've begun to do that over the past few years through different survey 
methods mm-hmm. and things like that, um, even small group conversations. And I think because we've done that, we've been able to help with giving them what they truly need and want, such as Bridget. I think it's really important uh, what you've covered, Ms. Terry, and especially what Bridget is saying about it fulfilling something that, that she was missing at home and, and coming out. And what she's doing, the word of mouth is the best uh, promotion that we can get because our yeah. parents talk. They talk to each other. And um, the family center builds that community. It yeah. builds that community environment. They come yeah. in. We have a lot of parents who are just arriving, right. have a lot of new families in the communities, and they feel alone. They feel alone. Some of them are afraid to step out into the community because of certain situations or certain circumstances. But you'd, you'd be surprised how many actually come to the family center and they, they become friends. They, yeah. they become the community well, that, that we want, there. that we want. And that's really something that, that our family centers excel at, I think, is, is bringing in families who may not know each other. You, you see how diverse some of the family centers, centers are, and you really get to know each other. Yeah, I and, and, and we're all here for the same for yeah. the same goal, right? right. The families, the, the yeah. children's and education. The kids, yeah. And we let them know through the family center and through the school, making that connection. We can hopefully build that bridge to education. I never met any parents until I came to family center. So I never have any friends outside. Mm-hmm. But when I came, I always saw them. Sometimes when you come, you see us, we talk. We all have problems, different kind of problems. We all go through one thing or the other. But when you come into the school, you come into the family center, we all put it over there. We put it on the floor, on the table. We talk about it. We, tr- we try to help each other. I think maybe you can come there that day. You can talk about it or you can laugh about it. You can come and forget whatever you're going through. Mm-hmm. Put it outside. When you come inside, you know, oh, you da-da-da-da. When you go outside, you can pick it up, you know. But then coming in into an environment with different kind of people who don't even know you, putting your problems, making somebody laugh, making somebody smile, trying to help what is going to be better for you, what is going to help me with my child. Is this good for my child? Okay, let me try this tactic. Is it good? You know, so it's, it's really good that we have somewhere we can go to go talk about our problems. <laughs> I've seen so many great examples of, of just that, Bridget. Parents come in, and I, I, I'm i not a parent. They so just want to vent. Like, I'm, not a par- vent. I'm, I'm not a parent, so sometimes I may not have the, the best answer. But I'm telling you, through the classes, I, I think I, I, I'm going to be a great time. I'm going to be a great parent because I learned so much <laughs> from listening to so many different experiences. Yeah. And a lot of times they, they, they learn. They're like, wow, I didn't realize I was doing that to yeah. my own child or – is this bad? Is this the wrong yeah. way? And you got to let no, It's not the wrong way, but there's other ways you can, you can try. I love when you say that about being a better parent. My um, my son's, I was in high school, and we have videos online. So we have classes online, too, that the parents can take. And one of them is active parenting of teens. And I remember we were going through the season. And so I went online. I said, I need to take my own classes right now because I need help. So giving those yep. tools are so important. But I also want to talk about that virtual parent. Because sometimes you have a parent that feels, you know, um, depleted or, or, or feels less than because they can't always get to the school. Um, the misconception is families don't come because they don't care. And that's not the case. And that's been a a long-term nationwide thought, right? But a lot of times, like um, Isaac was sharing, sometimes they have two and three jobs. So their way of caring is providing, and that's all they can do at that point. So you have that virtual parent. So families can still be engaged by emailing the teacher, helping their child at home. Those four things that we talked about earlier, you know, that's still a way um, to engage. And there are different levels. You can encourage your child. You can support your child. You can advocate. And Mm -hmm. then you have 
have some parents that can, like Bridget, collaborate and then be the educators of other parents. So I think there are all different levels of ways families can truly engage in the education process and not feel like, because I can't go to the school, I'm not an important parent or I'm not an engaged parent. You can be an engaged parent. You can be a virtually engaged parent by communicating with the teachers through email, by looking at their child's grades and helping them at home. I think the principals of the schools should be more involved Mm -hmm. because sometimes they don't want to hear from the family liaison, but when they hear from the principal, they are number one there. Right. So I think the the principals too should be like they should be really really involved with their family center, whatever the family center is doing, whatever program she should be able to say okay let me sign on on a, so they will say oh the principal signed on it I'm going right. because some people you feel like once the principals are all involved it's gonna be good so they come so I think the principals too of each school they should be more involved and more welcoming and we've of seen parents. that we've yeah. seen that over the past six years we we've seen the level of involvement and of our principals on board with that. Definitely, we've seen that. Um, When we talk about the dual capacity model, that was one thing that it talks about. It says we have to first make everyone aware, and as well as parents and as educators, because what will happen if we're just educating the parents, they'll run into the schools and say, we're ready to engage. And then the educators are like, whoa, what are you talking about? Back up, you know? And then the same thing, if the educators are excited and then they run out to grab the parents, we're ready for you to engage. Then the parents are like, we don't understand what that is. So that's where the dual capacity model comes in, that we educate both. And in ALEAF, that's what we've done. And that's why we've gotten such a great response from our administrators for right. family engagement. Isaac, I'm curious in listening to Bridget talk, from your perspective, the balancing of different cultures. It, it's difficult. Yeah. It's difficult because sometimes families will react to p- people they know. Or, or right, somebody exactly. looks like them. Exactly. And, and it's always difficult. Or someone that, speaks their and, language. And there's, and there's <laughs> definitely challenges that come with that, especially because us as liaisons, we want to get everybody in the center. Yeah. And sometimes because they don't they don't know you, they don't know who you are, or, or you're not uh, familiar with their culture or relate to them, they they, they, um, they don't get that opportunity. So it's, it's, it is difficult. But the best thing that I can do is, is, is reach out every day. Um, if you are able to, to have... Uh, a better relationship with some of those parents that are that are from different countries or more right. diverse. I hope that their word of mouth, just like Bridget, it, it, is going to help me spread my word of what's going on in the center, um, and hopefully through you know reminding them th- uh, on on the school level as well. Yeah, for my campus, we had um, we had some parents too who doesn't speak English. Mm-hmm. They all speak Spanish, mm-hmm. and then from Reese, you know, they came to this um, family um, Petrosky. And then she was from Algeria, but they always speak French. She was speaking right. French. Right. So I was trying to communicate. I'm like, oh, okay. So when they come, I always tell them, there's English classes. We have English classes. Come take English classes. Then they're not telling you bring money for you to say, oh, I don't have money, so that's why I'm not coming. Mm-hmm. No. They just want you to come and come take these classes. So I always tell them, if you want to communicate with me, Speak English. <laughs> so because they understand, oh, you, you're here do, again. Do you have to talk them into it? I mean, do they, do they I, believe I, you? I, see, that's me. I always like talking, 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 yeah. talking, because I want them it to works. get it. She's a walking billboard. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. want them to get it. I, like, I, I, that's, really, that's really important. You know, being able to talk about it is, is really important. But I think one of the key factors is having that welcoming environment. Yeah. I mean, if, if they don't feel comfortable enough to, to speak up, that may be a problem. But if And I try to provide that, you know. Hey, get them with a smile at first, and then, hey, let them yeah. know I'm here for you. 
And whatever it is I'm able to find to help you out, whatever resource you, you may be looking for, I'm going to do my best to find it. And if it, I don't have it, I'm going to try my darnest to, to find it somewhere else and yeah. get back to you. Yeah. yeah, you can walk into any of our family centers and you see such a beautiful mix of just different cultures. Right. And you'll hear them. And I love what you said, Isaac, about that welcoming environment. You know, I think that's what anyone, one thing that goes across all nations is a smile. You know, that translates into hello no matter where you go. And um, I think that our front office staff and our families and our liaisons really do a good job with that. It is difficult trying to talk different languages. But what I love when I go and I visit the centers is that the families, no matter the cultures, they're helping each other. You know, they're helping each other feel welcome. They're helping each other learn the routine and talking. I've heard over the past few years, a lot of our families will say, I prefer the liaison to speak English sometimes because they say, I learn the language faster. And so that has been a huge thing. And then what I love about our liaisons, I have one liaison. She's been here many years. I'll even say her name, Miss Vicky May. And this this is an African-American lady, probably. I'm not going to say her age, but um, (laughs) God, no. Please don't. (laughs) But she has taught herself Spanish. So you see her literally speaking the entire language and her families are looking at her like, wow, you know our language. She took the time to do that. And you have other liaisons that are taking the time. I have one at at HNGC and she's learning uh, Vietnamese, you know, another, she's not from Vietnam, obviously, and she's learning the language because most of her families are learning. So she's like, I'm going to teach you English, you teach me Vietnamese. And so it's awesome to see that exchange of culture. It's really awesome, yeah. And I want to shout out to my family, (laughs) Mona Batra, she is she's the best. Like when you enter a doll, she's very welcoming. I think that's why a lot of us want to go, right? Because she's very, very, very welcoming. So this is why I love uh, our department. (laughs) And and I'm gonna go back to my first day on the job. Um, walking into the to the uh, administration building for for our first team meeting with them, I just I just felt a room full of love, uh, of people who are here to help our families. And, and I understood what that was as I got to understand what the role was, what the position was. I have never felt that feeling in other places. That's why I love meeting with the team because we're all here for the same reason. We all have great experiences with our parents and, and everybody who's been here longer than me. They have, I mean, I love to listen to, and they don't speak like I do, so they won't share. <laughs> yeah. They got a lot of great gems hidden inside them, man. Yeah, and, and the stories they have for families and, and experiences they have and the ones that are continuing to happen um, are amazing, and, and we're lucky to be part of that. Uh, we're, ve- we're, we're very lucky to be part of that. In anything, in any walk of life, when you can get 40 or 50 adults in one room and they're all there for one common purpose, and that's where that's when magic happens. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think the family, family you was was one of that. Mm-hmm. Whereby we get to see different parents from mm-hmm. different from all yeah, from yeah. your from the food district, right? Interacting, trying to learn from one another. Like, just seeing that alone, I was like, yeah, thank God I'm here today. (laughs) Bridget, how fearful are parents of of the school? I mean, is there, is that, I mean, I always assume there's this fear factor. Is that a true assumption that I? I think, I think it's just intimidation. Is it? It's intimidation because they don't want to go and then somebody laugh at them like, oh, you don't know how to speak English. Oh, why, right? Mm -hmm. So I think sometimes it's, it's just intimidation. But I always tell people. You get to know people by talking to them. You don't know people. You don't get to know people by just sitting in your house. If you come and then you open your mouth and then, in fact, I learned when you open your mouth and ask for something, either they say yes or no, but you asked. Mm -hmm. But if you don't ask, nobody's going to even know what you you want Mm -hmm. or 
you know, what's going right. on. So I see sometimes instead of it, you just say, oh, I don't want to go because they think maybe I don't speak good English. But at least you can just whatever English you want to speak, go there. They will even try to understand what you're saying. Oh, are you trying to say they? So mm-hmm. I think it's just intimidation. I think it's a huge factor, the yeah. intimidating. Um, you have different cultures coming from different countries who may not have that relationship with their schools, exactly, um, with their teachers, with their principals. And when they do interact, they may feel them, they may see them differently. They may see them in a higher yeah. uh, position, an authoritative position. Mm-hmm. And that, that all goes back to whether or not they're going to interact or want to interact. So if we, if we as a district, as principals, as admins, uh, as, as staff, as teachers, as liaisons can continue that, that welcoming environment, letting them know that, hey, you have to understand that our goal and our mission is, is your ch- child's education. That's the same goal you have as a parent. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to come to us. Um, if, if there's a question or an issue or if we need to improve, let us know. Yeah, because if you don't come to this school, you will know what's going on. Yeah, Correct. Research always says that you don't return to a place based on the product. You return based on the experience. And so for many schools or school districts who may struggle with getting folks through the door, it really is, okay, let's evaluate the experience. Mm-hmm. What is the experience like? I know one school, Leastman, for instance, they've made an entire welcome center. They're now a national family-friendly school, and so they have a TV there with announcements rolling. They have coffee there. They have chairs set up, um, all parent books and information. So when you walk in the door, you feel like this place is ready for me. It's set up and you're prepared to welcome me into the schools. And so a lot of our schools have really gone in that direction. And that's the challenge, you know, kind of across the nation is, you know, it begins with hello. And um, whether that hello, you know, they always say, do you have a guard dog at the front desk? You know, or do you have a lap dog? Who's at the front desk? You know, that's welcoming our families into the um, into the schools. And so if they don't if they feel that pushback right when walking in the door, they're not going to go any further. So making sure they have that really good experience, I think, is important. Yeah, a lot of parents thinks I walk with Petroski because they see me all the time. Yeah, they, I, they see, I always like come, come. So they'll say, "Oh, you walk in?" And I said, "No, I'm a parent just like you." But oh, I say, "Yes, I'm a parent just like you. I'm not a stop." So I always, whenever we do anything in the school that in your program, I'm always at the front door. Hey. This is the problem. We've, we've tried we to have. hire her. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and that just goes, goes back to uh, uh, um, Ms. Terry's conversation is that sometimes we don't realize the wealth that the parents yeah. have. Yeah. Exactly. They, they, they can show us and teach us so much. Yes. And, and sometimes we have to reframe our view of, of, of the parents and, and how much they can actually help. We do that with kids all the time. We yeah. try to we, – we look at kids and if they can show us what they know in one way, then we consider them to be – successful but if if we don't give them a chance to show us what they know other ways you know you you never know so it's the same way with with parents just give them an avenue to to feel comfortable in yeah you you made a comment earlier Bridget about how it gave you confidence I'm going to assume that the confidence that you built in that school has probably carried over to other parts of your life oh yeah oh yeah I'm sitting down here with you <laughs> well, as you may say you're doing a podcast so I go right? I was like, oh they said go I'm like no <laughs> yeah well I'm right here sitting down so 
That's awesome. We've seen many of our family members now actually work for A-Leaf. It's so funny because mm-hmm. they've gotten their citizenship out. They've yes. learned to speak English or they just feel confident to be able to even just apply for a job. And so it's just really neat to see that we joke because we say we're emptying our family centers <laughs> because we're, we're gaining we're confidence. <laughs> yeah. No, I think this year maybe three or four from, from Best Elementary have been hired. And, and now they're telling their friends, they're like, hey, I heard you're the no, one that went, gets us hired. From- I'm like, no, I'm just helping you. I help you all. Apply. You're the job. I'm not the one. You're getting... the tip officer. Right? Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. And and then it's, uh, it's rewarding to me. Yeah. For, for me to be able just to help them fill out an application. Yeah. There's and, and even from our Petrosky Center, we have um, substitute working in Elif right now. Awesome. Yeah. And I even tell my parents, guys, you could be doing what I do. It, it's if you want, if you give yourself a go, you, you can reach it. And I love it because then the kids see that. Yeah, And that's the bottom line is really making sure that the kids are impacted and they're seeing their parents do things that they never thought they could do. I love it when I heard a story of uh, one of our parents and she was getting her backpack and stuff ready. And the kid looks at her. He says, where are you going? And she says, I'm going to school with you. And Mm -hmm. I said, well, what are you going to do? She says, I'm going to go sit in my classroom and learn while you're in your classroom learning. And I love that. I love that. I, I definitely think we, we we should encourage our parents for what they're doing. The ones that come in, I let them know every day. You know what? Your your child is asking, did my mom come today? Yeah. And the days that they don't, I'm like, hey, your mom didn't come in. Tell her I'm waiting for her. <laughs> yep. The principal's waiting for her. She don't come in the next Kids class. know it. Kids know and it. And they were like, what? Like, yes. Until yeah. I got a, a principal referral on my desk waiting for her. Yeah. And no, they enjoy it. They enjoy it. They're like, my mom comes in. They're like, yes. Yeah, yes. the same thing with my kid. So, like, she sees me whenever she's getting fun. Like, mommy. I oh, she's her. proud. Sometimes it's don't, sometimes on don't waves. So, right. so, so all the kids always, hi, that's Naomi's mom. That's Naomi's mom. Oh. So the kids, even when I've, they don't, when my daughter is not there, oh, we saw her. We know you. We know you. <laughs> I'm like, hey, I'm famous now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and that confirms the educa- value of education for the kids. They see, okay, education is valuable yep. because my parents are here, and so that transfers to the kids. Yeah, and that-, that was why I really wanted to come to the family center because I wanted to help my child, too, in terms of education, in terms of learning. Because sometimes she brings out homework. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> and then I say, okay, explain to me what you know. Mm-hmm. Then maybe you're telling me you're teaching me too because I'm learning from whatever she's telling yep. me in her in her homework. I can say, okay, let's do it like you say. Oh no, mommy, this is not how they said it. My teacher said, okay, okay, right. What your teacher said? Yep. Your enthusiasm, all y'all's enthusiasm for this <laughs> is obvious. I mean, we could, you know, there's there's this perception out there. When I say out there, I mean in society in general that many parents either drop their kids off at school and expect the school to to raise their child. Sure. There's some truth to that. Mm-hmm. Sure. There's some there's some truth to that in some cases. But the more I talk to parents like yourself, folks who deal directly with the parents, Isaac, I think the public perception that that's what these parents are expecting, not as large as the, the perception I, I is. I think parents out there really want to do more. They, they come in the center and, 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 yeah, you're right, some. And, and, and we have to be able to... F- Give them right, and I think that, that's what that, we're trying to do. Yeah, we are. We definitely are, and what we're doing in the center, and 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 you know, just thinking about the possibilities of where we can go, and 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 the dual capacity framework, and the, and what we can do with that, and what Dr. Karen Matt has taught us about building beyond the bake sale. Yep, it is yep. is is so important that we have these events where they come in and 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 have fun, but it's also more important, I think, is is tying that education uh, part into that. If we as an education system are going to impact generational poverty yeah. yes. or if we're going to help assimilate into our country 
if there are new arrivals, we, the education system, has to engage the parent. Yes. It always starts with the parents. It, it has to. Yes. Thank you. It has to. It, it, and that's true. That's true of a someone that's been in this country their whole life. I mean, yeah. it, if the parent can't get involved because of their work or because mm-hmm. of life situations that they're dealing with, then I'm just of the belief that we have to meet them where they are. Exactly. And help first and foremost the child and then bring the parent along with. And I'm hoping people are hearing that through the yeah. through this conversation. Yeah. I, I think with the age that we're in, I think we can be more creative in how we utilize technology to really be able to reach out to those families who can't come in. And we know that when you talk about generational poverty and breaking that cycle, that's my why of Mm -hmm. why I do this. And so, and I know when I talk to our families and our liaisons, we always talk about what is your why? What is your why in regards to doing this? And it shows that education is one of the number one things that breaks that cycle. <laughs> and yeah, exactly. And for our, I know for our families, it's so cool to see. We have about a thousand active volunteers in A-Leaf, but 53% of those volunteers are our families that are coming back and saying, we want to give back to our schools. Yep. We want to play a part in some way. And so we're seeing that. But I think also as, as education as a whole, being more direct with how can we use our families and communicating that to them and saying, okay, we we don't want you just to come set up the tables. Sure. We don't want you just to come serve juice. We want you to actively play a part in education and really have a voice in regards to education. Come to the table um, and talk with us about how to do this. And I think being able to do that too, that lets them know that we do care. And I think once you say, you know, we want want to know what you need, then they say, this is what I need and this is what I can do. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, it works both ways. There's a certain level of frustration sometimes on the school side, and it's human nature in a lot of cases. You know, if, if a parent is not engaged because they're working two or three jobs or they're intimidated by the school and, they, and for whatever reason, they, they don't want to be involved, if you will, we just can't make the assumption the parent's don't care. Yeah. Now, there's, there's some that, like I said, there's some sure. that do drop them off and expect us to do everything. Mm-hmm. But there's far more of them that don't expect that, that would, if given the opportunity. You talked about moving forward, Isaac. What's a big next step for this? You know, in my, in my eyes, uh, I always, this, this great example that, that Dr. Matt gave from Stratton, Stratton Elementary, I believe, where they had the, the tools necessary to educate their, their, their children, uh, the students. They, they had great teachers, staff, administrators, uh, support from the district, and, and they just weren't getting the results they needed. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and what happened was they implemented the dual capacity framework in involving their parents in, in the process of education, letting them know where they stand, their children stand, and where they need to go, and letting them know if we do this, by including you in the process, we can bring that gap down. Um, and I, I think that's the direction we definitely need to go. Uh, we have to include them in that. And, and, and it's a process. Yeah. It's a lot of work. Um, we definitely need to show everybody. And, and they have to believe in it. Uh, but it, it's going to work. It's going to work with the right people in place. It's going to work. And, and I'm excited just thinking about it. So Good. Well, I want to thank all three of you. Isaac, Bridget, Chancellor, thank you for everything you guys do as a parent. Thank you. I know you, you're representing a lot of parents today. <laughs> you got a lot of weight on your shoulders. I gl- hope they're all listening to They well, get to listen to it. You're going to have to tell them to. <laughs> <laughs> we will get this out because I, I want families to hear this. We'll have to figure out how to make sure those who don't speak English can yeah. 
you know, can can listen so to it. So diverse here in Leaf, man. Oh, man. <laughs> man. So diverse. It's the truth. On any given day, we've got about 90 languages spoken yeah. in this district. And then uh, God knows how many cultures within those languages, as, as, as you would know. And and so I sit here as a as a guy that, that doesn't look like the majority of our kids, don't have the experiences, don't pretend to. I don't, And I don't ever want to be perceived as trying to fake it, you know. I, but programs like the Family Engagement Center are what, that's the next level or that's the next way of, of addressing that. Yeah, I and, think that's why parents need to be involved too because even if you don't want to come, an act of kindness for your child to say, be good to the next person. Yeah. I mean, it's enough. Yeah. I mean, it will reduce whatever is going on in this school system. Like just, oh, just be kind to the next we, person. We have, so. we have so many kids who graduate and they're adults now. Mm-hmm. They come back and they tell us, Yes, the education was great. Yes, we were prepared for college or career or whatever. But the most important thing they learned was to deal with people. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Of different backgrounds, of different races, of different cultures. Mm-hmm. Uh, every one of them. So, you know, they'll, they'll watch friends of theirs that they've made friends with in college who went to a very non-diverse school mm-hmm. district or school, and they struggle. They struggle when they start dealing with kids from other from people from other countries, this, other cultures. This is such a dynamic community um, and district. I mean, I, I think we have a lot of teachers who are also products of the Oh, God. And, I mean, tons, everywhere. Tons, uh, and it's. I've never and, seen and, a more proud alumni base pe- in my people, life. People, residents of A-Leave work for the district. Uh, so it, It's great, and, and I'm glad I'm here. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there's definitely some work to be done, and, oh, and yeah. we have so many families that, that are looking for that way. To do and, more. I, and I would say one thing, Mr. Chambers, and that is to put a challenge out there to other school districts. Because when we go and present and we get asked to present at national mm. conferences, state conferences mm-hmm. of what we do here. And the biggest thing that they say when I start presenting is our superintendent's not pushing it. Our school board's not pushing it. And I think for us, we were truly blessed to have that because had we not had that, we were not just implementing a program. We weren't just changing a way we do things. We had to change minds Mm -hmm. in regards to the importance of family engagement and thinking. And so for us, you know, I think people in my role, you know, are very envious because they say, man, how did you do it? And I said, I didn't. It was a decision they made. And so I would say, you know, for those listening all over is that, the school board and the superintendent, the families need them to say, we believe in this and we're going to invest in it. And so that, you know, that would be the biggest thing I, I would say. That's that's what I hear all the time when we go and present in different places is that that that's their wish list, that they just want those on top to believe and push it forward. So another thing that makes our district great. They yes, wish they, they could be an alien. They wish they <laughs> I get told that a lot. And I'm, I'm happy to be in your life. So. <laughs> well, thank you. I'm glad you're here. I'm happy to be here, too. All right. Well, thank you again for, for all three of you for being here. It's been, I've been extremely uh, um, impressed with the, the direction, the enthusiasm, and can't look, wait to look forward to see what happens in the future. So uh, thank you for joining us. This has been Impact Ed. I'm H.D. Chambers with A-Leaf ISD. Hope you guys have a great day. Thank you. This has been an AMP production.